Hey guys, we are the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I am your host, Tanner. I am one of the co-hosts, Connor. And I'm your other co-host, GT. Guys, this podcast is centered around common themes that people in their 20s may be going through, whether it's anxiety, depression, other mental health things, relationships, and so much more. It's all about things that we're all going through together. We may think we're going through it individually, but the point of this podcast is bringing light to things that we're all going through together. Well, we can't wait for you guys to hear about our thoughts with this. We upload weekly episodes every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. sharp. So please tune into that if you'd like to hear the episodes. We also all come together every week for a different topic, and we each share our perspective on that three times a week. So please look forward to those as well. And you guys can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts at Let's Talk 20s Podcast. We look forward to seeing you guys soon. And with that being said, please enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I am your host, Tanner, with my lovely co-host, as usual, Connor and G. Tell us what is going on. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? How's everybody doing? I want to open this episode. Actually, something that you two have talked about on a few episodes was meditation. And I know I said how I wanted to try it. I actually tried it yesterday for the first time. And it was like one of those YouTube things where it's like guided because I, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So she kind of instructed me on things to do and work through it. And I actually felt um, I actually yep. felt felt really relaxed because I've had a lot of external stress going on. And that, like that actually worked. I was extremely impressed and I'm going to keep trying to do it. I'm putting down like a nightly routine. I'm doing a stretching routine, meditation um, nice, slash nice. manifesting it routine. It's amazing. Good way it to feel so good. Like your whole body is because we always talk about how it starts up top, right? And when you're able to do that, dude, your whole body just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't been doing it as much recently, and I do. Uh, miss it. I've done it a few times in the past week, but I, I used to do it every day, and that I found some. I've been, I've been just working through some stuff, but so I, I haven't needed to meditate as much, but I do miss it. Yeah, I like to. I'm gonna. It was only ten minutes, but um, I'm gonna. Try try to improve on that, work on that, because it's not something you just do once and you magically nah. get or understand. So, well, I hope you guys have had a good week. I know we just caught up off camera. And I know we got people doing job interviews. We got people wrapping up their first semester of grad school. We got someone who's about to start going back to school again for music. I mean, we got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. But yeah. But with that being said. With all, all of our stuff going on, sometimes we may overcommit. Sometimes we say we will do something, and sometimes we fall short of that. But that is the topic for this evening. I can versus I will, ladies and gentlemen. And a few of the themes that we're going to be discussing within this episode that kind of tie in some of the questions we'll ask are motivational individuals who take action, consequences, switching your mindset with the mental focus, and personal experiences with taking more action on this episode so i just say as usual let's just dive into the episode i have the first question here for you two gentlemen are you ready let's Let's dive let's make a splash let's make a fucking yeah dive right up in there cannonball (laughs) so for the episode i can versus i will tonight i want to ask you two gentlemen what role do you think motivation and discipline contribute to this topic today and then on top of that, which one works better for you? I would say for me personally, it's one of those where you find discipline through the motivation that spark. 
Because when people, you don't get a wildfire and you don't get a bonfire without a spark. You have to have a spark for something to flame up and grow, right? Because there's no spark. How in the world are you going to be able to be disciplined when you don't have to be disciplined at something? There's nothing to be disciplined about. And I think you need to have something behind what you're going for and what you're trying to grow into and become better and make better. So I think that's something where I always tell my players when I'm coaching, you always need to have a purpose, right? And that's the first thing. But then the second thing is the discipline, that intent. But if you're going to have a purpose, you need to put intent towards that purpose. And whatever you do, you need to have intent with it. And that's that discipline because of the motivation. I love that answer, GT Connor. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I mean, you can't. I, I like that GT said you can't have one without the other, basically. I, I have a different approach for me personally because I've kind of shifted this as I've gotten older. I think motivation and discipline both work in tandem, just like GT says, in order for you to figure out how you can change I can to I will. But I know for me, when I first was trying to figure out what I was going to do and what I was going to take action on, it started out with motivation because a lot of the times I found motivation in very emotional places in my head and in my life with certain accomplishments and how I felt about it and what I was going to feel after I accomplished it. So I used motivation to push myself more so than I did discipline. But then I kind of got to a point where I got burnt out on motivation and life isn't always going to have it to where you're going to have all these big motivational things coming up. It's sometimes it's just mundane and you still got to have discipline. So I agree that you have to have both. But for me right now, discipline works because I'm more of in a routine. And I think people get into more of a routine, especially after college when they're in their 20s. And so learning to develop discipline, I think is very important to learn how you can change these things and events in your head, you know, I can and change that to I will. I think discipline is a really important thing because you're going to probably be at one job and you're probably going to be starting a routine and it, it takes discipline to stick to a routine. Yeah, I I figured that's what we would all kind of agree upon. And a perfect example is if you're, let's say you're trying to exercise and you take a run outside every day and it's raining outside like it is for all three of us right now, it's not going to be motivation that's going to force you to go outside it's that discipline that no matter what external factors or how you feel sometimes the days where you don't feel like going to the gym i'm just using physical exercise as the example when you don't feel like going to the gym and then you end up going those are some of the most rewarding times and you you feel almost more proud of yourself for actually sticking through and remaining disciplined so yeah i think motivation definitely plays a contribution to it but i think for the to get to that next level, I think discipline will outweigh motivation in that aspect. So, fantastic. No, I love those. I mean, you know, we talk about the motivation and the discipline, but it's also one of those to where you got to really be able to dive into and break it down, right? I, I, it's something that I always think about with the I can versus I will is there's so many external factors. Do you think this change in attitude is all mental like what all factors are there that play into this attitude change i think that it kind of starts mental because it's it's all about your mindset and it's all about developing 
the discipline is all about understanding the motivation to push yourself with discipline. And so I think it starts mentally, definitely. But I do think that there's just, there's sometimes our are factors in life when you're trying to take action on something that are just going to happen. There's just, just life itself. That's a factor, but I think it's not all mental. I would say that there are tangible physical things that you're going to have to do and take action with that. The steps that you take mentally are going to eventually lead you to. So I would say a big part of it is mental, but after you start taking action, that's when you're in the moment. That's when you're kind of living it and you're, you're trying to see what this decision you've made, when now you've changed it from I can to I will do this thing, what is that going to be like? And if you're in your head too much about it, you're not going to be experiencing it and focusing on what you're feeling from whatever you're deciding to do. Um, I know that's a little vague, but yeah, I would say it starts mental, definitely. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting take. I feel like the mental side of switching from I can versus I will is definitely going to be mental initially. But at the same time, it's kind of like how we had a previous episode talking about people's actions meaning more than people's words or the other way around. You can have the mental change and, like we said, be motivated that you want to make this change or that you do want to accomplish something. But if you're not taking the physical action, a tangible action to follow through with what you're trying to accomplish, then you're going to eventually fall short. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's all talk, no bite, but you have to also account for the physical aspect because the mental obviously gives you that initial push and can help you remain grounded in times when you want to give up. However, if you're not physically taking any action, then what good does the thought even do in itself? Exactly. At least that's my take. No, I, I would say you took the words straight from my mouth. It's something that I wanted to kind of put something out there and see how you guys thought, because a lot of people always like to, especially on social media, everyone says it's all mental, but is it really? Yes. The majority is mental, but like you said, there's some things where the, I will, you got to do physical. You got to put it into action. You can't just, like you said, speak it because you talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? It's something that's a very big phrase that I know a lot of people have heard and have been told. And it's something where, yeah, if you can talk to talk, all right, cool. Now, can you do that walk? And do you have the confidence behind it? That's something that where I think people slack off and aren't able to contribute as much to it, which is unfortunate. And I think that's complacency and laziness starting to come out, which we've talked about that. Yeah, but it's just unfortunate. I think a lot of the times your habits, whether they're your mental habits or just your daily habits that you have with how you better yourself and how you work on yourself. That's another big thing that can play into this change in attitude because you you might have a mental habit and maybe repeating something to yourself that's really negative for your self-image or it's really negative for who you are as a person and that's going to prevent you from maybe feeling confident in you changing this this action from i can't i will you know or changing what you want to do if you're not reconciling with with your negative habits that you have you're going to be stuck in those habits in the first place there's good habits and then there's bad habits it's up to you to figure out which ones you got to break you know, oftentimes I think these two terms turn into something you talk about doing in the future. So when I'm thinking about these two things, especially when I'm thinking about it mentally, I'm thinking of I can turns into I could or I will turns into 
I would. That's what I think happens to a lot of people. I know that's happened to me. And that's a mental habit that I've had to learn how to break for myself. So why do you guys think people are so afraid of taking action? What are some of the biggest factors to you guys? I Besides what I've said, I think it has everything to do maybe with some of the consequences and uh, past situations that you now carry with you, some of the baggage that you have that also could be a factor. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fantastic question. I, I feel like you what you just mentioned about people, and it's something we actually have talked about in the past, uh, one of the past episodes was how people kind of let their past define them. And it's, they failed six times and they're afraid to try the seventh time. They feel like that they put in the work, they haven't seen the results that they wanted, and then that's it. They give up. And like we just said, it's the motivation can make you go so far, but it's that discipline of staying consistent and trying and trying and trying. And even if you fail once, twice, three times, however many times it is, if you know that you are improving yourself, then take those failures as lessons than straight up failure. Yeah, You have to switch that mindset from realizing that even if you do have some setbacks, if you just achieved everything from A to B and you had no kind of resistance to anything, then you won't even know when it came to a difficult situation of how to handle that and how to overcome that. So you need to take these obstacles that are in front of you that I think people are afraid of trying to push past because people want to take the path of least resistance. You almost have to take those head on, push through those, remain motivated and disciplined, stay consistent, and really take those failures as lessons rather than those failures as the end-all be-all of whatever you're trying to do. So that's my answer. What what are you guys thinking? I'm thinking, like you said, I think people make those failures as their defining moments instead of learning moments, like you said. the They make it the end-all be-all because, oh my gosh, like it's the most current thing on their mind. But they don't even have the courage or even the thought to just learn from it. All right, well, take the benefits and like, take the pros from it. You know, we talked many, many episodes ago about how all the losses are not really losses. There's many successes in the growth of learning. And people always think that they do the, oh, I can do this. And then it turns into almost complacency. It's that laziness. It's that people, like you said, the road less traveled. It's people wanting to have the easy way out and not really take it head on. People are afraid. And I think, honestly, it's like we've talked about already in this episode. It's those days you don't want to go work out, the days you don't want to go to work, the days you don't want to go do a project that you need to do, the day, time that you need to study. Those are actually the times when you see the most growth. And that's when your I can really takes a big jump and a big step towards the I will and establishing that foundation of the I will thinking. I think that is the times where you your discipline needs to kick it up a notch. It needs to really like put its foot down and say, all right, you're going to do this whether you like it or not. And it's going to be very rewarding when you do say, you know what? Grab the bull by the horns. Let's do yep. it. Let's go after it. And I think that's when people are going to see the most rewarding and the most like, ha, like that feels good moments. Couldn't agree more. Connor, what about yourself? Yeah, I briefly talked about what I was going to say, and Tanner and GT, you both talked a lot about how I feel about it as well. I mean, a lot of it, unfortunately, just comes down to 
it's not only use the word baggage. I'm trying to use that word more because I, I really like that word. And it's and it's not meant to be a negative thing. It's just like what we carry with us without even realizing that we're carrying it sometimes, right? And there's positive baggage too, and there's negative baggage. And maybe we could do an episode on that someday. That, I think that'd be cool. But I, I think with taking action, it's not even just about mistakes. It's more about when, when you really believe in something and you really take a stand for it and you really go for something and that it just doesn't work out, you know, you have the expectations and weight placed on whatever you maybe took, whatever you tried to go for in the past. And um, maybe it went exactly the way that you wanted it to, but then you still didn't quite reach the conclusion. It's all about managing your expectations. That's another thing that I think plays into I can versus I will. When you, when you say something like I can, you know, I can do this or I could do this knowing that it'll lead to this. It's like, if you have too high of an expectation of where you're supposed to end up after you change it to I will, then your actions are oftentimes going to always feel like you're falling short. And so you're not going to want to take action as much. And as a result, you're, you're just kind of getting in this self-defeating cycle where you're not measuring up to your own expectations. So don't be so hard on yourself. You know, it's your I will, you, what you're taking action on and what you can tangibly accomplish. People underestimate what they can accomplish in a day and they overestimate what they can accomplish in a year. So when you are trying to do something for yourself like that, that's what you should think about. It's overthinking, it's fear, and it's it's a lot of the baggage that you carry. And just don't underestimate what you can do. And also don't overestimate where you're supposed to be once you figure out what you're supposed to do. I want to repeat what you just said. People underestimate what they can do in a day, but overestimate what they can do in a year. I think that is perfect. I think that is a fantastic point that correlates to people's short-term thinking. We we always talk about how people think short-term and, like we said, mm-hmm. maybe fail once or twice, and then that's the end-all, be-all with them. Whereas we talked about the 1%, how you improve 1% every single day, and that compounds to 18 times better if you do that every single day than when you initially started. Whereas people also will sometimes shoot for the moon and over-exaggerate what they want to accomplish in a year, but then they're not breaking it down to those concrete steps to make sure they have those checkpoints to make sure they're actually on track. That was a great point. Fantastic I point. I think that's... Thank you. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. It's not... I wish it was my original advice. It's not, It is but Connor I'm, Lawson's trademark. I'm, I, I'm glad I could bring it to everybody you who's listening. You better be careful. <laughs> I don't know who where I heard that from, but I've heard that before. And shout out Steve I, Harvey for a lot of my <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna it was probably like Brian Cranston or something like that. I don't know his advice. Maybe it's not the first day of the year. A lot of people always think of New Year's. Think, oh, I'm gonna start on New Year's. Well, what if you're in August? You're just barely past summer. So you still got quite a couple months to go. But it's one of those Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's start. Everyone starts somewhere. And I think it's beautiful to see the different changes in people and see their own journey and how people get in when they get it. But for me, gentlemen, I want to ask y'all, when did you start to see yourself having more of the I will attitude versus the I can attitude? Like, what was the tipping point that got you to change your attitude? towards that thinking. 
I feel like for me, it, it was almost like th this changed for me when I started taking more action with what I was supposed to do with my thinking and my life when the pain of staying the same became greater than the fear of changing myself. I feel like for me, I just, I knew what I could do. I knew what I can do and I knew what was possible, but I just wasn't, I just wasn't willing to take those steps because I was afraid of what the results were going to be because I had taken steps before and it hadn't worked out the way that I wanted it to. So I just figured it was easier to just kind of like float by and not really push myself. That's obviously not true. And I have to push myself mentally, physically, spiritually in every way possible. But I wasn't doing that. And I knew I wasn't doing that. And I think a lot of people who feel like they're stuck probably know that they're stuck and probably know that they're getting to the point where they're stuck. I knew that I was, but I still let it happen because I didn't know what else to do and I wasn't ready to make that change. So I think I started changing to I will more when I realized how unhappy I was on my own when I was just like by myself at my loneliest. I mean, I've talked about DC a lot. You know, I was alone. A lot of times I had friends, I had my brother, but I was alone, you know, I was the only one there and I was just was not happy with how I was handling a lot of stuff and I'm still working through it to this day, but I, I had to do something and it was, it was a big, it was a big event in my life that shifted me, that shifted my thinking. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the times it's just stems from a, a turning point for people in their life and my turning point was just when I was just unhappy like Connor I was unhappy with who I was I was just a fucking loser man or at least in my mind I looking back I was I thought in a moment I was doing okay but realistically I wasn't doing as much as I should have I literally had negative three dollars in my bank account I couldn't afford rent for my apartment I had to ask family and friends to help me with rent and then I just kick-started my life I'm like what what am I doing the turning point for me was realizing that I was very quickly becoming a man that I did not want to become. And I was losing sight of the person I wanted to become. And I'm not talking about like my job and my career or anything. I just mean it's like my, my personality, my drive, my motivation, the qualities that people found in me before to be either attractive or like admirable qualities and traits of myself. It seemed like I lost that portion of myself. I just seemed to lose sight of who I was. And so, uh, yeah, I just started switching the attitude from I can to I will, you know, I will have to get a job to start paying for rent. I mean, that's that's a definite. I will start doing better at school. I will do this, do that. And it's a snowball effect and it's addicting. Once you are at a turning point and you finally accomplish after feeling like you've done failure after failure, you accomplish that first checkpoint at that moment that you wanted to achieve and you realize that it is actually achievable when a few weeks or months ago it seemed out of reach. Then that's when you start getting the the addictive mindset of, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? And then you start realizing that what these quote unquote small improvements are, are helping your future self and they turn into these much larger scale solutions. So, and that's just words of advice for people who feel like they're at their rock, rock bottom. If you just make these small improvements on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, those things will snowball and turn into this giant just change of a turn, change of life events that will benefit you in the future so that was my turning point what about you gt appreciate yeah, it i love that it's mine's along the same idea and the same like principle mine was in college thought i was playing college ball and i didn't do what i should have 
before going. I got there and I was basically lied to. And then I had depression. Grades tanked and I gained so much weight. And like you said, I was turning into a man that I never thought I would turn into or what I wanted to turn into. And it was very sad and it was depressing because it was one of those I hated looking in the mirror and I hated looking at my own image of my own self. Like that, that hurts when you're at the point to where you're so sick and fed up and you're just done. Like you don't even want to look at yourself in the mirror. Like that hurt as a man that hurts. I know. And Mm -hmm. as women too, all the women that are out there listening, I know it hurts. And I was like, I can't do this. I cannot let this define me. I can, I cannot go down this road because what am I going to do? That was my tipping point. I was like, okay, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like, you got to go get it. You got to go do this. You got to stop. Like, if you really want this, you got to do it. And you got to have that fire underneath you. And boy, I lit that fire up. And I just let that (laughs) thing turn into a bonfire. There it is. There's the GTism of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Finally. Bonfire to his ass. Bonfire. Bro, it is literally. I mean, depending. It might be different depending on your perspective and and viewpoint as a woman versus a man but ultimately it really does boiling down to just take action that that's all it is i mean really if we wanted to simplify this episode i can versus i will is the difference between you actually taking action and versus not so gti i I love that bonfire analogy that's freaking perfect and speaking of kind of how we're lighting our own bonfires obviously we're motivating ourselves right we kind of have to have that intrinsic motivation and discipline to change your mindset from I can versus I will. But a lot of time people find inspiration people or sometimes movies get people able to make that change in their life. There's all kinds of things, right? So for me, I think of people like David Goggins. Yes. Who can motivate people from the I can mindset, aka thinking about something and taking action. Yeah, to I will mindset. So my question for you is who is someone in your personal life that you look up to as a source of motivation or inspiration at times, you know, whether it's a celebrity, a family member, I want you guys to talk about that person. Reference this man a lot is Steve Harvey. Yeah. His story and shout out to my dad. It's, and my mom, because I mean, we could talk about a lot. They both completely different parts of the spectrum where, you know, one was on the higher, higher class. I'm not going to start talking about numbers and all that, but, but, one was on the other side, and they both worked out of it. Parent One had parents that weren't supportive of going down a certain route, and the other one had to struggle and fight and had to go catch seafood some days just to eat. And I think I've learned so much wisdom from both of them, and also to mix in with Steve Harvey and to just see like where he came from who was homeless. He had all these jobs just trying to make it. All those years of comedy, stand-up comedy, that he tried. So now he's one of the kings of comedy. Has family, host of Family Feud, which is arguably one of the top TV shows in the country. Of all time. Of all time. He has multiple different properties. He has so much. And it's because of all the different jobs he had, all the traveling he would do, all the things, right? And while he also had kids. Steve Harvey is such a good example. I, I knew you were going to say crazy. that answer. I mean, I know you so well, but he is a actually a great answer 
And what about you, Connor? Hopkins. There's a couple, like, if I have to pick celebrities, there's a couple of... It can be personal co- people. There's actually one celebrity that I really like how he treats people and how transparent he is with dialogue and communication. Jon Stewart. I think Jon Stewart's a really brilliant guy. I think he's fucking hilarious. I've always loved The Daily Show with him. Uh, he's very smart. He's very witty, but he's also very kind and he's very passionate. And his his advice just about... I mean, he's really into politics nowadays, but like, it's just about like how you treat people and how people should be treated. I've always really liked his advice. But if I if I had to pick somebody who is in my personal life, I would I would actually pick two people. Of course, I pick my mom, my mom and my dad combo. Definitely. They're very helpful to me. My dad especially has been there for me when I'm trying to do something new in my life, especially with music. He's very motivational and wants to push me with my skills. And my mom just understands me so well. But actually, another person who definitely pumps me up and who gives me really good advice and who has learned a lot is is my little bro, is my little bro, Nate. He, I'm, I'm just really fucking proud of the kid. I, I love him to death. Nate, I hope you're listening to this. You're, you've come so far, man. And you make me learn something about myself sometimes when you're talking about some of the things you're going through. So I love you, bro. And I'm really proud of you because you motivate me at times with what you're doing with your life. So definitely my little bro. You know who my person in my life is going to be? It's my dad. So of course, we, you know, we, we all have those uh, oh, people my. in our life. You guys have a decent idea what my dad's gone through. And yeah. Yeah, this car accident and cancer twice, divorce, and you know we've both been there smile. for each other. Yeah, yeah, he, we've been there for each other through the years, and he's one that always has really taught me to have a positive attitude when things in my life that seem to be extremely negative. He always told me that there's always positivity and negative. So, shout out to Dad and shout out to David Goggins, which I know is a little more of a macho gun ho person, but that to me he that's just my- well. It's just what I need to hear. You know, it's not what everyone needs to hear. Some people might find him a little too aggressive or, you know, whatever. But for me, what he says and his way of conveying his message is just the motivation I need. So I would say real quick, another endorsement that I'd like to make before the episode ends is if you're looking for another celebrity who actually does a podcast, I've endorsed this podcast before. It's called The Happiness Lab. It's this lady, Dr. Mm-hmm. Lori Santos. She takes a very scientific look about and, and like very psychological look about how to be happy and how humans in general retain happiness. But she gives great advice. And some of the people that she have on that she has on there gives great advice. She's very personable. She always relates it back to stuff that she's struggling with. She never makes you feel like she's talking down to you. I struggle with this too. And she gives personal anecdotes and she laughs at herself and embarrasses herself on the podcast with some of the shit she does it's really funny but like she's really real i i think she's an incredible person so i would recommend her as well yeah guys i liked it so much you know it was a great episode and you know us three really love y'all coming in here and listening to us and we really enjoyed it boys i really loved it it was great points of views great perspectives and for everybody Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram. Check it all out. Otherwise, we what's love that, what's y'all. The Insta- what's the Instagram handle? Let's Talk 20s Podcast. Sorry. Thank you, co-host. Otherwise, I really enjoyed y'all being here, gentlemen. As always, love you the podcast. See y'all tomorrow. Mike I almost, I, I almost let him have the, spot, the spotlight, but he called me a co-host, and that's where I have to step in and say no, no, no. 
All right, everybody. guys. So thanks for listening to the podcast. You know, we love I talking about these God, things. I swear to God, you let him do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just no, that was that was hilarious. That was good. good job, GT. <laughs> that was that was good impersonation of me. I will give you credit. Really though, I really do think it was a good episode. I can versus I will. Something that really boils down to, like we discussed, it's your motivation versus discipline. Finding those extrinsic people that can motivate you as well at times when you feel like that you can't accomplish or feel like you don't want to accomplish what you're trying to go through. So, and all three of us have had failures as we've discussed before, all three of us have are and still are constantly trying to improve of this mindset I can versus I will. It's a constant thing, so don't be too hard on yourself, but I appreciate you guys tuning in to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. podcast. Follow it. Yes. Like, say? comment. Oh, share. like, comment, subscribe. subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Push notifications. Put on those, ring that bell, as they say. Apple. Yep. Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. Follow the Instagram page, Let's Talk 20s Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening to another one. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And until the next one, peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.